We are the tribe from the north We're brave and we're bold Defeating all rivals Never gets old Making our way to the Big Sky Conference Watch out cause here comes the silver and gold For the Vandals of Idaho. Welcome back, Tribe from the North Bay Man Bowl to the official, unofficial podcast of your Idaho Man. It's coming to you live from the Corner Club in Moscow, Idaho. You can see I'm here with producer Dammer at Dallas. How are you doing, guys? Dude, I am fantastic. I, I am stunned. We have a quarterback. This is we have a freaking quarterback. This is not a family friendly problem. We have a fucking quarterback. Martin Heemster, how are you doing, Martin? I am doing Hold it up to your mouth. I'm doing great. Doing it at, at home, running the show. This time, not from the shadows. The professor, Brian Marceau. How are you, Brian? It is. I, I mean, we're going to talk about it, man, but it is fantastic to have football back and to have Idaho football back. Yeah, and I forgot to. I, I talked to you. I forgot to introduce it. We have Brian. I have to eat crow, Marceau, coming to you live from Portland, Idaho. Oh, what a game, what a game, what a game. Let's get into it because I don't want to waste any time. Let's get loud here at the club. This club is popping. There ain't nothing like cracking them on. Took a cold snack. An ultra refreshing white beer board in the Justin Big Sky Country. Best part is when you crack a snack meal, give them back. All took the cold snacks, donate 8% of all profits, back to local causes. Either right here in Idaho. Sporting organizations like the CW Hogs and the Idaho Food Bank. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Well, Tucky Cold Snacks, Latin American Log, Pow Pow Rippers, Gator Wranglers, Eagle Beaters, and Badass Do Gooders. Visit MontecoolSnacks.com today. Find out how to get your ass some snacks. Around the Bar brought to you by Huge River Expedition. Boys, we got it done in the dome today. I don't know the final score. It was 28-21. 28-21. Brian Marceau is the only one that's got any stats. We're just emotional pulls here at the club. Couple months up she's deep. Brian, walk us through what you saw from home. Oh, we gotta get out of the way first, actually. It does not matter whether that kick was good because we would have either won by seven or four. So the Eastern fans at home going, well, that kick was good. I agree with you. It was good. Saw it live. But it does not matter. The touchdown there at the end. Vandal W. No controversy about it, which I was a little worried about. I'm not gonna lie. All right, Brian, I feel about do it now. Give it to us. Yeah, some story of the game. It was neck and neck essentially the whole way. Tied 14 to 14 at halftime, tied 21-21 at the start of the fourth quarter. Idaho pulls the only score in the fourth quarter with a late rush and Hayden Hatton wins 28-21. Statistically pretty dang close game, guys. Eastern at 23 first down. Idaho at 21. Again, Idaho holds Eastern to sub three yards per carry on the ground. 87 Eastern was only 87 rushing yards on 32 attempts. Barrier did get 339 yards through the air, but it took him 57 attempts to get there. And Mike Beaudry, man, we'll be talking about it. 296 yards through the air. He was a different guy in the second half. Zachary numbers are great, 22, 45 overall. But second half, the guy looked just like a different player, Chris. Yeah, I mean, Beaudry looked like he hadn't played football in about 20 months at the beginning. Two gloves, Barrier, exactly what I said. He just, I will actually know, I will say it correctly. He showed a lot more fire today than I was expecting. 
57 uh, passes. I mean, I don't want to put this on Barrier. His uh, line gave him time, and I no, I will put it on Barrier. He overthrew a lot of balls, but he still made plays. His athletic ability is ridiculous. We are absolutely lucky that, like that we were able to get even the sacks we did because he he was getting out of stuff left and right, man. It was he was it was so fun to watch. Beaudry, though, I, I'd like to see a little bit more athleticism out of Beaudry. Um, I think he only tucked the ball once. Uh, but also, our offensive line, huge question mark, barely gave up any points. But what were you guys' stats again? My takeaway was Aiden Hatton had a hell of a game. Six receptions, 138 yards, and a touchdown. He was the guy. I expected Control Haywood to be kind of the guy. Hayden Hatton was the guy that seemed to be open when Beaudry needed him most. Uh, Beaudry obviously looked like he was knocking the rust off early. Uh, had this great touchdown. Had a great I mean, play of the game was probably that bomb to Hayden Hatton uh, when it was still tied a little earlier. We have a quarterback. We don't have to watch Mason Petrino play football anymore. It's unbelievable to see a guy like Mike Beaudry checking the ball around, even if it wasn't great today. How about you, Martin? What do you think? The defense was legit. It was good. They only gave up more points. I mean, the other offense gave up a pick six, but it was good to see the defense make we got fan of the pod, Idaho Grown T Cash. Taylor Cash takes up the game. He, you know, he just touched on it. North Dakota State, big L today. South Dakota State, big L today. James Madison not looking stellar today. Boys, where does this put the Idaho Bandles? Are we in? I don't want to say a top 10 still seems ambitious. We're definitely top 25, but the way the top 10 struggled this weekend is our conversation that this win against, I think, we Eastern Washington proved they're still a good team. That's what we're forgetting here. Is Idaho, uh, where do you guys put Idaho in the rankings? If, if you were a stats voter this weekend, where do you put Idaho? I'm going probably 20. 21. I was thinking 19. Ryan, you still hear us? Yeah, yeah, I can still hear you guys. Okay. You know, club's getting pretty, pretty ambitious, uh, rambunctious behind you guys, of course. Um, well, that's a question, Chris, w, baby. Oh yeah, uh, just to answer you guys' question, where do we put Idaho if if we're a stats voter, if we're an athlon voter? I'm going to say, look, you got to have a discussion about top 15 because we just beat a top 12 team. It was competitive the entire way. This wasn't a fluky win. Uh, Eastern probably leaves here thinking that they they had way too many drops, had a couple breaks to go against them, but it was a tight game the whole way. This isn't something where any team can blame one thing on. This is just competitive football game. So yeah, uh, top 20. Just barely inside the top 20 seems safe, but top 15 has to be a discussion. Again, he's number, number 12, and we're competitive every moment of this game. Yeah. And I, I, I guess I don't want to touch on guys real quick. We talked about Mike Beaudry. Uh I'm not going to lie. I was The boatmen were in front of me. Alex might be joining us here later. We'll see. Um, I literally turned to him and said, you know Paul better than me. Is there a chance? We get CJ Jordan here shortly because Mike did not look stellar in the first quarter, and even well into the second second quarter, it didn't really start clicking until the last drive there in the half. 
Um, but I will say I will eat my crow on that. Mike Bojo is the guy. He ended up coming back. I still want to see more. But the fact that he's coming off injury, hasn't played in as long as he did, to be able to beat a Walter Payton favorite, Eric Berry. And, I mean, all intents and purposes, less yards, about the same completion percentage. Both of them threw a uh, pick, even though Idaho should just let that pick go. That was stupid. But side note, and then, yeah, the, my one thing I want to say about Mike Bojo, he stares down the first route. He was not getting the second read off him. But um, you know what? If you can beat Eastern doing that, I have some confidence against some of the other teams in the big sky. But, uh, yeah, you know, and, and the shade to be thrown. North, we've talked about everywhere else in the country today. North Dakota, a middle-of-the-pack big sky team right now. Last, you know, last couple of years looks like the favorite out of the Missouri Valley this year. So maybe people should start giving the big sky the respect they deserve. And a team like Idaho that may still end up getting second or third in this conference. Let's not overreact to this win. This is a huge win. But, I mean, uh, what did you guys all see from Mike Bojo? I, for the first half for me, like the first play, first couple of series, it looked like it was kind of like, are we? It looked more. What was it? It looked like it was. Change from the name, still not in the show. But in the end, like he showed, he still showed me there's. There, like he showed me enough to where I feel confident. Yes, he said it's against Eastern, so I'm feeling really good about this right now. I mean, I fully believe that Eastern is a top 12 team. Uh, honestly, probably even a top 10 team. That team is for real. Their defense is a lot better than we expected. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Idaho goes from, from here with with Beaudry. Uh The center, the starting center back row went down early. Uh, I don't know if that's kind of what caused some of this. I mean, he, was, he was only 22 for 45. wasn't a phenomenal start to the game. Even though the first half wasn't great. Uh, and then it seems in the second half, snaps are going up over his head, bouncing off the turf. I think maybe a little more consistency from the center position, which, again, back well, I don't remember if he came back in. If he's healthy to go next week and the rest of the season, we might see a lot more production out of Beaudry. But at the end of the day, the win's the win. He made the throws that counted, and he made throws that, that mattered when he needed them. And honestly, I just suck. So, so stoked to not see Mason Petrie. What about you, Brian? You know, people who didn't watch this game are going to look at the box score and think, good God, 22-45, why did he keep throwing? And what we saw, completely different dude from the halfway through the third quarter on. In the first half, he was missing back. And I know that we we were curious, like, okay, is this rust? Or is this, I don't know, what else is this? Looks like it was rust. Because from halfway through the third quarter on, it was a different guy. Was a lot more accurate from halfway through the third quarter on. Paul showed some faith in in uh, Beaudry calling that, that pass that won the game for us. To hang hat at the end. So, big picture. I'm pretty happy because I don't think we're going to see a worse first half. I also think starting out against Eastern is, other than Weber State, but we don't play Weber State, Eastern is the single toughest team he could have to start out against. And he weathered a really rough second half to recover. So I feel pretty dang good about our next games coming up. With now that Beaudry has the sea legs under him, and all, everyone actually got to go out. They worked out the rest against the best team on our schedule, and we won. Hey, I mean, we kind of just touched on it. Uh, Eastern, very underrated defense. I can do I gave you guys the younger six and two and a half. I 
Yeah, we're about to get the fights on. We have a little bit of here, but we'll see. We'll keep it all up. But I, I said this defense is extremely underrated. I said Eastern defense is underrated. But boys, looking at the Idaho defense, they are everything we expected them to be in more. Those boys hit. They hit hard. So from your guys' perspective, what do you guys see out of, especially our linebackers, because Christian, Trey, and John. I mean, I was yelling at Barry was seeing guns. It, it just... It was actually good to have them like some of like hype them up, but it was good to see them back up every day. Every day, 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 every yeah, and you know, I, sorry, Brian, defense, take it away, sorry, my bad, I tried to interrupt you, I was not excited, the club's getting riled So the usual... Usual suspects let us, man. Christian Ellis had 15 total tackles, 7 solo, 8 assisted. Trey Walker, 15 total tackles, 10 solo, 5 assisted. Charles Aquino, he had 5 total tackles, including a sack. Trey Walker also came away with the sack. And, I mean, look, you hit it. Uh, Dallas hit it about what we did to the Eastern running game. I mean, Eastern averaged 2.7 yards per rush. Now, we only averaged 2.4, so that's a separate discussion. But, look, our defense absolutely kept us in. Our defense is what made this game viable when our offense was struggling. If you, We can't ask much more of a defensive unit to hold a team as strong as Eastern to 21 points. That's an absolutely fantastic effort. If you are if you can do that defensively like we did, if you can make Eric Berrier look human, which, by the way, Eric Berrier did miss some throws. He, was, he had some pretty bad – Eastern had some pretty bad drops. But we, we pressured Berrier. He missed some throws. If we're going to hold a team like Eastern to 21 points, we've got to come away with the win, and we did. So, yeah, I feel pretty dang good about what we saw on the defensive side of the and, football. And, it, and an important thing to take away, then, the defense only actually gave up 14 points. The offense actually gave up seven. So this Vandal defense held East Washington, who I think was averaging 31.9 points or something like that last year. It was a lot. To, 20, to 14 points. So we absolutely took care of our business. Our secondary and our lines, two things that we thought were huge question marks. Both looked to mark that because it's not like we're playing Idaho State out there. We're playing the East Washington Eagles, the team of the 2010s, and they have a very underrated defense, and our line did a good job against them. I know they broke out the depth that we do, but our secondary, all things considered, did a pretty good job. I mean, when Mary threw the ball 57 times, like you expect him to get 500 yards and probably 40 completions. He got 32, uh, two touchdowns, a pick, which was shaped to drop, and 340 yards called. So, I mean, you look at that, we had huge question marks about this, the secondary going into this. I'm so proud of the secondary. I'm so proud of the offensive line. If anything, what we honestly concerns me, we're, we're going and you know, you know, the takeaway negatives of this. Trey Walker might have looked like our best running back. That's a little bit frightening. But once again, this is against a top 12 team in the country. You can't expect every game to be like that. Yeah, 
You know, the the big thing that I think Vandal's got to take away from this first off, quick stat correction, Chris. Eastern averaged 42.8 points per game in, in 2019. So, yeah, defensively only giving them 14 total. That's Hey, man, that's an elite effort. If we get an effort like that every week, we're not seeing a better quarterback than Barry, man. So this is time to get excited. I am with you on – look, I think Eastern defensively, especially their line, is a bit stronger than even we had projected because you guys are absolutely right. Charles O'Connor was by far our most productive running back. I mean, Trey Walker, most, by far most productive running back. 28 yards on five attempts, 5.4 average per carry. Roshan Johnson and Nick, Nick Romano both held below three yards per carry. So is, you know, if, there, if there's a point that we're looking at that we're mildly concerned about, it's probably the production we had from our – from our running backs and maybe what that could mean about our O-line with also injury at center that we, that we saw. Um, but look, we're, we're kind of picking at nits guys because we, again, we weren't Weber state. We didn't open up with Idaho state. We're not Northern Arizona who opened up with Southern Utah and we're none of the, and we're certainly not Cal Poly or, or UC Davis sit, sitting at home doing nothing. This was against a top 12 team, but we are joined by Alex Boatman, man. We want to hear some reaction from you too, Alex. You're in a, Better place than I am. Never mind. Boatman will be back in a second. Just jumped on, jumped back off the, the, the stream. But um, I mean, you can, you guys could hear at the corner club. We're going to get their audio back in a second. It's rambunctious there because today is a good day to be a vandal. There's, there's no like asterisk next to this one. We are, it was a big win against a good team. Our offense, even when Rusty still put up 28 points per game, by the way, we were not close to producing 28 points per game last year, particularly when Mason started. But we're really, this is quite possibly just a different Vandal team. You know, last season on on conference, we scored 26 points per game. But, uh, you know, keep in mind that also includes walking all over Idaho State. So, Man, there's there's just a ton for us to be pretty happy about as Vandals today. We got, we've got the audio patching back in. It looks like from the corner club, but um, really, man, the reason why you you listeners are hearing it as bad as it, as you are on your end is because this was a this was a great great time to be a Vandal. We've had a lot of rough times over the last couple of years underperforming in the Big Sky in football. If you guys are tuning in for basketball, you absolutely know the difficulties that we've been covering over three years. This was us coming in against a favored team. They're favored by a touchdown, but still, they were favored. They're, they were ranked higher than us, and we we walked away with a win. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Good day to be a Vandal. What about you, Alex? You uh, you got to be feeling similar to what I'm, what I'm talking about. Finally here. My audio is finally working. I'm back in Lewiston. Couldn't make it to the club, but I was great. I mean – Anytime you hold Eric Berrier and the 12th ranked team and their offense to 14 points, um, uh, that's a great performance. And Dow did last year's performance, in my opinion, because last year we just came in right away strong. Uh, this one was a more complete performance. Offense, defense, special teams, it was awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just what a play to end the game. I mean, that's just, that, that, you just can't draw it up any better. Um, it, I don't, I'm kind of at a loss of words, honestly. I'm just, you know, looking at Eric Berrier's stats, looking at our stats. Um, 
They, they threw for a lot big time. They threw, they threw 57 times, helm to 14 points. Ben don't break, made plays when we need to. Great team effort. And Alex, I gotta, I want to hear your take too. You were, you were in the dome as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. So we heard from everyone about Beaudry because, of course, that's not the only story. A lot of listeners, quarterback story is a huge story. Uh, what was your takeaway from seeing your first first glimpse of Beaudry on the field? Um, oh, we good there? You saw Beaudry, man. Take it away. What'd you see? Yeah. um, You know, kind of some groin pains at first, I guess. Um, You could tell that he hadn't played football in, you know, over 400 days, live football. And you could tell that he hadn't played a game with his teammates on the field at Idaho ever. Um, I, I think early on, you know, you saw our game plan was to get the ball out of his hands quick out to the flats. Eastern did a good job stopping that. As we kind of saw the game develop more, we saw a little bit more longer developing routes. We saw deeper routes. We saw his kind of arm talent, I guess, play a little bit. Um, but I did see him a little skittish at times at first, I guess, to, to not throw to his first read, his design, his design guy. He would not check down, I guess. That's what I'm saying at first. So, you know, there's room to grow, but, um, yeah, I think it was, he had, a, at the end of the day, a good performance. I mean, 22 for 45, 300 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, got a win, um, managed the game well, didn't really take too many sacks, limited, limited, um, limited mistakes. That's the biggest thing. We didn't really have a lot of negative plays. We didn't hurt ourselves. Minus the pick six. I mean, that, that happened. But, uh, and I saw that as soon as he threw it, Brian, as soon as he, he threw it, I literally saw um, <laughs> that, that safety on the backside just creeping, waiting for that to happen. Um, and I know he'll see that on film tomorrow, tonight, and realize that was a mistake. Nothing, there's not much you can do about that. But I just loved uh, us how, how much we limited mistakes and just played possession football, controlled the field, and, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and you know what, Dallas – Dallas is in the club. You are Alex. Alex, we got to kick it back to you because you're our special teams correspondent right after mm-hmm. you finish that bite of probably the best burger you've ever had. And got to hear your commentary. Got to hear your commentary on the field goals, man. Not only the 0 for 3 between the two teams, but there was one call in case listeners didn't see that from the TV. Now you were in the, you're in the dome. You might've seen something we didn't. Yeah. TV did not have a good enough angle to give you a good replay. The replay actually showed the ref who made the call was not standing beneath the, the goalpost. And he also screwing around with his mask instead of actually looking up at the ball. So uh, some Eastern fans are crying foul, kind of like Idaho did uh, against Montana state with the extra point a couple of years ago. Of course it was a legit win. Anyway, we won by a touchdown, not three. So that doesn't matter, but we got to hear your takes on the kicking game. All right. First of all, I, my my for my prediction on Tuesday was a twenty-eight twenty-four Idaho win. That's what it would have been if they would have counted that field goal. So, just saying, I got I got a good eye for things, I guess. Um, so I thought what was, I'm going to talk first about Idaho. What was interesting is, is we saw Logan Prescott attempt a field goal, not good copy. And we were seeing, and when we were preparing to maybe kick a field goal there at the end of the game, it was going to be Logan Prescott again as well. I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know. Do we have a kicker situation in Idaho that I'm not quite sure about? I I, I talk to Kane pretty regularly, obviously, him and our good friends. Um, 
he had felt confident in how he's been kicking. He punted, punted great. So, but Logan Prescott did take over kickoff duties last year. So we might see a change at field goal kicker um, moving, you know, moving forward. Who knows? Might be more of a long range specialist and a short range specialist kind of thing. Talk about that, that missed field goal, missed field goal by Eastern. That's a really interesting situation. So in the dome, I was, I was at the time, Brian, I was sitting up in the lighthouse center on the 45 closest towards the locker rooms. And at, you know, I was like, all right, I made the field goal. But then I kind of saw Idaho players start waving, no good, no good. Well, wait a minute here. And then I see the ref go, no good. And my mind thinks back, obviously, the Montana State, I was there for that. But it really thinks back to breaking news. Yes. All right. I do sit in the lighthouse center sometime. But anyway, um, my mind really went back to 2015. We played Louisiana Monroe in the Dome. Rico kicked a field goal. And I was sitting with Rico today at the game, so it's kind of it's kind of funny. We're sitting there next to each other. We knew exactly what this felt like. 2015 against Monroe, he kicked a field goal over the left upright into that scoreboard, and they ruled it no good. And then they came back and said it's not reviewable. So I, I now have experience with that. That scoreboard is a, it's kind of a it's kind of a bad spot. There's a lip on that scoreboard that overhangs and actually hangs over the uprights. So if a ball actually gets kicked up onto the lip over the upright, up the upright, you cannot see from the field of play where the official saying if it's good or not. doesn't happen that often. I've seen it happen twice in six years. The fact they reviewed it, I don't think they should have been able to review it because what I was told by referees six years ago in the Sun Belt, it's not reviewable. They might have changed that rule. I don't know. But for fans wondering, if a ball does go over the upright in college, it is no good. Unlike the NFL, if a ball clears the like directly over an upright, it is no good in college. Was it good? Hard to tell from where I was sitting on the side. Um, I went back and reviewed it, which I don't think they were allowed to begin with, and I don't think they realized that. But it was, again, wouldn't have mattered in the end. They would have lost by four. So, so the big deal is it didn't matter. It was kind of a weird moment, but it probably didn't actually dictate what ultimately happened, especially because we got the touchdown, not the field goal. And Alex, another thing I want to bring our attention to is that we talked a ton last year. You know, you referenced earlier that Idaho didn't beat themselves this in this game. Mm-hmm. Penalties, man. And that's the thing we got to talk about. Last year, Idaho seemed to think the point of penalties was to league the lead, league the lead in lots, yards lost. Yeah. That was not us today. The team that is that is probably pissed about what they did with penalties is Eastern Washington, where Eastern had some pretty – I mean, the first half, truly the best offensive play Idaho had a few times was an Eastern personal foul. But, hey, if this was Idaho committing the personal fouls, we would be telling our team, hey, we can't, we can't hurt ourselves yeah. like that. Idaho wins the penalty battle, five penalties for 55 yards, Eastern seven penalties for 74 yards. To me, I know that we already talked about the rust multiple times, and duh, that's what's going to happen first game in a, in a year and change. But as far from the penalty end, Alex – I think most Vandals should be pretty happy with the output we had today. Yeah, I, I think I think both fans should be happy, honestly. Um, anytime I, sitting there, I never felt once. I mean, Eastern fans might feel aggrieved by the the maybe a penalty or two, but as a Vandal fan, like there was a, a pass interference they called on us in the middle of the field that I didn't feel like could be a PI. But other than that, I, I think the refs, even if they weren't good officials in the sense they might have missed things, I felt like it was a very equal sense. But we. If I remember right, we only had that one procedural penalty. We had 12 on the field. 
Um, those are the ones you really want to eliminate. Procedural ones are, are the dumb ones that are just stupid. You know, you'll live, I guess, with a holding down field kind of, um, but just notching yourselves in the foot. I mean, looking at it, five penalties for 55 yards compared to Eastern seven for 74. They had the ball for one more minute than us. They had one more turnover than us. Very close game um, all around. 426 total yards to 366. We had a better yards per pass. Very even game. At the end of the day, we just proved that I think we're a more complete team. That's that's kind of I guess that's 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 what I took away from that. I, I felt like our defense made plays, and um, anytime you limit penalties, limit mistakes, you're going to put yourself in a good position to win, especially against teams that you're just as equally as talented as. Yeah, my takeaway is I don't think Eastern is necessarily overrated. I think no. people I think people are going to find out what we've been saying about Idaho. I mean, we look, we've been cautiously optimistic because we know you have to actually see the wins. You have to see this materialize before you say before you can say you have it. And until now, we really haven't had a, te- a team that dominated in the Big Sky at all, but to me, what we saw is Idaho's Idaho's got to be in the discussion of top 15, Alex. There's just no way around yeah. it. Yeah. Even with a quarterback who looked Look, I, I'm stoked about Beaudry going forward, but I'm sure you were pretty nervous that first half where we had some, some pretty games. we had some pretty bad misses. Now, yeah. mercifully, it, they didn't turn into a ton of turnovers. We did have the pick six, and yeah, it sucks, but it wasn't a Matt Struck thing where Beaudry thought the point of playing football was to get the other team touchdowns. He he settled down. His arm was much more accurate in the second half. I feel really good about where we're at. But as as Vandals, man... Eastern was stronger than we probably thought they're going to be on defense. We still mm-hmm. won anyway. Competed the whole game against the top 15, a legit top 15 team, Alex. And look, we're the ones coming home with the W. We're not the ones this time talking about what could have been. Vandals going to be unabashedly happy right now, Alex. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, it's, it's great. I mean, we talked about it on Tuesday. We talked about it last, the last month. You and I both think that we kind of see Idaho maybe splitting with Eastern, and I and the way I predict out the season, winning this game is huge going forward. Um, we both watched some other Big Sky games today. I know you watched NAU Southern Utah. I know you're probably also at home, so you probably kept an eye on Weber State, Idaho State. The team we play next, we didn't get to see, but I, I, I like Idaho's position going forward. We have to not repeat last year's mistakes where we followed up big wins with duds. We have to continue to realize that UC Davis is a big game and let's go out and win. We win that. We are in a great spot, Brian, moving forward for the rest of the year to put ourselves in playoff contention, especially with what we saw in the Missouri Valley Conference today, which was not not great. Turns out the middle of the road big sky team is probably going to win the Missouri Valley Conference. So, Dude, 100%. We're going to keep the rest of the preview for net for our next episode, but we're going to patch Sean in long distance. He's got some Vandal takes. He's got a corner club beanie on. He's got an old yeah, school. Well, now, I, we pro- Sean, we're going to have to chastise you. That's not pride gold, man, but we'll forgive you someday. We'll forgive you someday. Can you mail me one? Hey, Sean, I'm just getting you the club, baby. Yeah. I'm really, really happy that you guys are at the club right now. Uh, for those that don't know, I created Tubbs at the Club literally at the corner club. Mark will tell you I went in there with my laptop every day, built the site, and these guys, Alex, wait, wait, which way? Alex, Brian, and those three guys, those, those, that way, those three guys at the club 
have done incredible with this. And I, uh, I woke up at 7 a.m. today uh, over here in Taiwan uh, to watch the game. And uh, I can't tell you guys how much – I didn't realize how much I needed this football team in, in, in my life. And I feel like a lot of people with everything that everyone's going through probably feel that way too. And just the way that we won this game today too is we got breaks, right? We got some lucky breaks. But you got to do things with them, all right? There's no there's no just getting lucky and winning football games. You got to do something with it, and that's what we did. Um, the way that our defense made Barrier uncomfortable was incredible. Um, the way that Paul Petrino made adjustments on offense when the running game wasn't working, and just like Brian said, th- that's on point. You look at the box score, and you're going to say, Baldry wasn't that effective. Well, he was because of the way that Paul operated the offense in the second half, he knew that there were going to be holes in the secondary for Eastern. And he just, he knew that if he kept going down the field with Beaudry, we were going to get some pass interference calls. And we have guys that are just going to go up and win one-on-ones. And that's what we did today. And it's, and that's the peak Petrino offense. And if I know Paul, he's going to keep committing to the run. We're going to get it balanced out and we're just going to have a really good offense. There's just so many things that are so awesome to see today. I, I feel like Vandal football, real Petrino Vandal football is coming back. You know, we're Sean, you brought up a good point. And this just but you know, for Vandal fans probably got to keep in mind, Alex already knows this because he's a former D1 athlete. Yeah. The 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 headaches that we as fans saw that first half. I mean, Paul just obviously has seen Mike Beaudry play better than that first half that we saw. Yeah. Maintain the faith in him. Still, mm-hmm. still made sure to do what we want, which is look. And people like me have been hoping we we'd be able to stretch the field for the first time in a while, and we got to see what event, what we can, what our team can look like when that happens. But I'm yeah. gonna, th- I, I got to thank everyone for coming in for around the bar. But the very special thanks we have for around the bars, always brought to us by Hughes River Expedition. Needing summer vacation plans that even COVID nineteen can't ruin, there's an option right in your back door. Venture to, into the largest protected wilderness in the continental United States for the ultimate form of social distancing. Hughes River Expeditions has run first-class trips on rivers in the West since 1976. Enjoy a multi-day trip down the Mill Fork of the Salmon, the Salmon River Canyons, the Selway, or even special trips like the one to see the Perside Meteor Shower. Camp on pristine beaches, guys. Hike amazing trails, spot elusive wildlife, soak in beautiful natural hot springs, take in the history along the river, and let HRE handle everything else. Hughes River Expeditions is Vandal owned and ready to take you on the vacation of a lifetime, taking booking now to the 2023 season. Don't miss out and check them out at HughesRiver.com or give them a call at 800-262-1882. What are you waiting for? Find out what it's like to grab a paddle, catch dinner, and ride the bull all throughout the gem state. Call them now at 800-262-1882. And it's time to close the bar. First, we're going to get a live look inside the corner club with our dream team. We are live from the corner club, ladies and gentlemen, and we are maybe not back apart. Here in those new fights, one and oh, undefeated, baby. Wish everybody was here. You're in Moscow. Come get a top of the club. Buy yourself a nice little mock top of the golf stack. Boys, final takeaways. Huge fucking win for Idaho. They are a money SCS fans. They still be in my top ten. We are going to win the sky. Don't let up next week. I'm going to spoil Tuesday's episode. 
Let's go. Huge win in the dome. I had the most annoying family in front of me. But I dealt with it all day and we got the win. Well, that's not true. The, the parents were amazing. It was just a kid. It was awful. This team is going to be supported by the show. We have worked on that for a long time. I'm fucking excited for it. I'm just excited to tell you. Let's go, Idaho!